Today is Pentecost, the birthday of the church, when we celebrate how the body of Christ began to take formation. But you know, in the days following Jesus' death and resurrection, the disciples didn't quite know what to do. I mean, they were floundering in those weeks following the resurrection. They didn't know what to do. And had it not been for some crystallizing event like Pentecost, I'm not sure the church would have ever gotten started and we might not be here today. It's sort of like um, our annual meeting and not being able to get a quorum. If if the disciples had been caught up in all the things we get caught up in today, uh, it might have gone something like this. On the first day of the week, a meeting was called, and of the 140 in their number, only 40, of, of the 120, only 40 showed up. Peter and his wife had just bought a cottage on Lake Galilee, and it was pretty hot in the city, so they needed to get away for the weekend. Bartholomew had guests, and of course they couldn't come to church. Philip and his family had stayed up late, and they overslept. Andrew was at a conference about new fishing boats. And James had to cut the lawn. And I might have had to watch a ball game. No, just kidding. Um, So all these things didn't happen, and all of them were gathered there in one place, the text tells us. So let me just read it again very quickly. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in that one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues of fire appeared among them, and rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then later in that same chapter, this chapter 2 is filled with the Pentecost experience, later in that same chapter, we read, Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, In the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added their number. The text tells us in the Pentecost story that it was through the coming of the Holy Spirit that others were attracted to this enterprise which we now call Christianity. The Holy Spirit is a strange and enigmatic thing. We don't quite know how to wrap our arms around it to define exactly what it is. The word spirit literally means breath. Breath. To 
be filled with God's breath. And what do we need every day to live biologically? We need a breath in, out, in and out. We have to have that breath to live. But the power is that we need God's spirit, God's life-giving energy in our lives. And it also comes through fire, this idea of fire, which when we say that our hearts are on fire, then we're passionate about something. We are energized about something. It's God's life-giving spirit that energizes us. And what does fire have to have to, to exist? It has to have air, right? It has to have a breath, if you will, to burn. So we need this spirit. We need this, this energy if we're to be alive in God. So let's get fired up. Let's get fired up. Right? Okay. Um, gospel that didn't make it into the Bible. It didn't get canonized when the Bible came into being. It was the Gospel of Thomas. There were some other books that didn't make it into the Bible that were written sometime after Jesus' death. And the book of Thomas has this saying attributed to Jesus that says, The one who is near me is near the fire. And the one who is far from me is far from the kingdom. The one who is near me is near the fire, and the one who is far from me is far from the fire. So let's get fired up. Right? Okay. We were at a ball game. We get energized. We get fired up. We try to get everything going in the right direction. That's what Pentecost was about. It was God's life-giving spirit to get the early followers organized, pulled together, and fired up. And it was for everybody because the text tells us there were people from all cultures and all different tongues were represented in this amalgamation of people. That is a sign to us that all are included in God's family. Diversity is valued and welcomed and encouraged. And we want to do that as part of God's church here at the Neighborhood Church. We want to welcome everyone, no matter who they are, what their background is. It doesn't matter. We are all part of God's family. And each and every one of you has your own unique and distinctive gifts. And it is when we share our unique and diverse and different but not dividing gifts that we can more and more be the church. And so Pentecost isn't something that happened just 2,000 years ago. It's something that happens now. It can happen for us today. We can continue to be the church today as we grow and share and use our gifts as part of the church's growth and ongoing mission. And that's exciting. So it's also today Choir Recognition Sunday when we celebrate our music ministries here at the church. And if you noticed in the Pentecost text, there's a reference to tongues, right? Tongues. What's required to sing? A tongue and breath. And so these two things, Pentecost and Choir Recognition Sunday and singing, are also important. 
And um, singing is part of the life blood of a congregation. We do it every week. We sing throughout the service. We use our voices, our breath, and our tongues to praise God, to offer songs of praise. And that's part of what we do. And so in the text from Psalms, we read that um, God sent forth his spirit, and all these things are created. And it says, you renew the face of the earth. That's part of what we celebrate in Pentecost, the renewal of life and the beginning of the church. And then it says in verse 33, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to God, for I rejoice in the Lord. That is the beauty and the message of Pentecost. That's the beauty and the celebration of Choir Recognition Sunday. These two things. In a moment, we're going to sing a song. Some of you may know it. It's called Pass It On. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. And soon all those around can warm up in its flowing. That's how it is with God's love. Once you experience it, it's fresh like spring. You want to sing. You want to pass it on. So we're going to sing that in just a moment. You're going to get a chance to use your voices, your breath, your tongue to do that as we celebrate today. But let's think about all the ways that we can be the church, the church of Jesus Christ, rebirthed for today's world to use our gifts to share. Whether it's to volunteer for Family Promise, to be part of one of our classes, to be engaged in our ministry teams. There are many ways to be the church and to do church. And I hope you'll find more and more ways to use your gifts to celebrate this life together that Pentecost encourages us to do. And one of the ways we can do it is to pass it on. We can share something of our church with others. We're not in the church-stealing business. We don't want to steal people from other churches. But let me tell you, there are a lot of people in the South Bay who don't have a church home. If you just took the time to think about the people you know and somebody, maybe somebody who could use the joy and the good news of our faith and warmly invite them to join us here at the Neighborhood Church sometime, that would be a great way of letting Pentecost live on. So what are you waiting for? Let's get fired up! Let's get fired up! Let's get fired up! Let's get fired up! 